0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. I am your host, Susan Pinkney, and welcome to Southern Bell of Beverly Hills. You are listening to the number one podcast network for professionals do you believe? This episode is titled Love Thy Neighbor. I'm looking at some things that one might consider charming and others might consider not so charming. As I contemplate life, (laughs) I realize that I am probably an amalgamation of all of my experiences, as we all are. Somewhere in the middle right now of what exactly is neighborly and what should be considered neighborly. When I was younger, my family we would go to my grandmother's house. She lived in rural Virginia Beach, very outskirts of Virginia Beach, very close to North Carolina. There's nothing there, and on the way there, I mean, you know exactly where you're going to start smelling the cows, where you're going to start smelling the pigs. You knew what the last store that you could stop at would be. It was way out in the country. And at some point while I was working for minor league baseball, my mom moved out even further than where my grandmother lived. That became my home. Of course, you know, where your family is, that's always going to be your forever home. Driving down this 13-mile stretch to get to where my mom lives there's a two-lane highway where everyone's going 55 miles per hour and you are expected to speak to everyone because those people are your neighbors and even if you don't know them personally they know the car that you're in or they know your neighbors and so you're literally waving at every single car that drives by and if you don't you'll hear about it (laughs) You'll hear about it either because at church they'll say, "Oh, I saw you on Thursday and you didn't wave," so you get used to it. It's it's just how it is there. As a matter of fact, those same people are the people who come through for you when there's a funeral, or you know if someone's not well, and you know they make hospital trains that you know they bring food, they check on each other, um, they notice when something's not right, if cars that are normally parked at your house are no longer parked at your house, or if they notice that you've been gone, you know, all day and and they haven't seen you, those same people are the ones who kind of look out for you and have your best interest at heart. Obviously, it's a beautiful thing to have people want to be a part of your life in that way. If you don't show up for church, those people will check up on you. I remember one time I was there for a weekend visit, and while I was there, my mom did not go to church because my visit was going to be so brief. Later that Sunday afternoon, before my mom took me to the airport, one of the members of her church came by, still dressed in her beautiful church clothes with her little church hat and her nice little outfit. She came knocking on the door. My mom looked up the window and was startled for a second as if she'd done something really horribly wrong opened the door and was greeted by a woman from her church who said oh i just stopped by because we missed you at church today my mom said yes my daughter's in town and she's about to go to the airport in a few minutes and i just didn't want to take this time away from her i'm going to give her a ride to the airport i'll see you guys next sunday the woman said okay well you know just check in by the way I have some shine if you want to buy some. Obviously, that's a very Southern thing to get your moonshine hustle on after church. But she was being neighborly when she came by to check and to make sure that there was nothing wrong and there was no, you know, big reason as to why my mom missed church. That and she wanted to get that sale, I guess. So when I think about it, is it just for survival that people in the South are so neighborly and pay attention to each other and know exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's a beautiful connection with your fellow human. And it's wonderful, especially during harvest time when people are sharing their produce. And Is that neighborly connection really something that has been passed on for generations because it was necessary for survival? These people, most of their homes are acres apart from each other. If you're not looking out for your neighbor, you could be in big trouble. You know, it's different than having the next door app on your phone for generations and generations, hundreds of years. They had to survive without having the apps and the, you know, the Facebook groups and all those things that exist now. They were IRL. They had to make sure that, you know, their fellow neighbor was okay and that, and if something wasn't right, you know, they had, they felt responsible, you know, they were their brother's keeper to make sure that if something happened, that someone would be there to, to notice. So I wonder if that's the tradition that's still being carried over or if it's something more, if it's just the human connection, if it's the idea that their homes are acres away from each other and It's a way to stay connected and to feel connected to one another and to not feel so isolated. In Southern California in general, people live very close and very close quarters. People live with strangers, like renting rooms or, you know, forming roommate connections. People rent basements. Actually, I did that as well once. It was in about 1,100 square foot uh, basement over in the Hollywood Riviera, which is in the South Bay area. And it was gorgeous. It was nicer than most people's homes. Just this basement area that they considered like a mother-in-law suite, which is another thing that people rent out all the time, the mother-in-law suites or pool houses. And of course, you have like the older homes that have been divided into several different smaller apartments. But from the street, it looks like, you know, just a row of beautiful nice gigantic old homes but when you go through that front door it's been divided into you know eight to ten apartments or so. And then of course they have like the regular apartment communities like the plan communities that we're all used to like the big corporate conglomerates that have apartment communities all over the U.S. Let's just say between 70 and 90 percent of their income on rent. We're having a housing and rent crisis and a lot of that is evidenced by the people who don't have homes and the people who are not living anywhere in the state of California. But we'll talk about that another time. I love people. I mean, I really do. I love people. I'm a people person. I enjoy connecting. Some would even say I enjoy talking. I love people. And it's interesting that even being a people person and being, you know, very social and enjoying to communicate and talk and make new friends. I also enjoy how people respect each other's boundaries and distances In you know, city type situations. I enjoy that people don't find it appropriate just to come and knock on your door. Unless, of course, it's an emergency. So if that's the case, it might make a little bit more sense why here in California I live in a tiny studio apartment and I think I'm only separated from my neighbors by drywall and a little bit of insulation and I don't know their names. I don't know if I should feel guilty for that. I don't. I, in a way, feel like it's a a level of respect. Think about it. We hear each other. If I hear you, you hear me. There's allergy season. You're scratching your throat. You're coughing. You're sneezing. The showers, the brushing your teeth, the echoes, the phone calls. I think we're intimate enough with our neighbors without having to know their names, without having to know who they are without having to know their stories, without having to speak every single day or or go around and introduce yourselves to every single person in your building or in your apartment complex. So isn't there something quite neighborly about giving each other a little bit of space or keeping your distance? And I know if I'm in the parking lot or if I'm going to my car and I speak, of course I expect you to say hello back or vice versa. I mean, that's just common courtesy. If I'm in the mall or in a shopping center or anywhere and I see a stranger and we make eye contact, maybe there should be a little smile or a nod or hello or something audible. But when it comes to being super close to your neighbors, when you're already practically, and in some cases, living on top of each other, isn't it a little courteous to not be in their faces every day or inviting yourselves over for dinner, or knocking on doors in and out, there are some situations that you kind of feel like are just too close for comfort. As much as we all need each other, we're all interdependent, and what I do affects the next person and vice versa, there's something to be said for giving people space. There's something to be said for not expecting too much from someone who may already have the weight of the world on their shoulders. Some might consider it charming. Some definitely would consider it not so charming. But for me, being almost perfectly half Ginger and half marianne yes, that was a Gilligan's Island reference, I see the beauty in both. Being someone who absolutely appreciates bringing over a pound cake when someone's not feeling well or or flowers or sharing your harvest, for me, I understand and, and appreciate where that comes from to create a connection. And I also understand and appreciate why it's important to allow people to have their space and why it's important to not... Create your own narratives or your own stories when you don't know what's going on with someone. So I feel like, aren't I loving my neighbor by allowing my neighbor to live their life? Aren't I loving my neighbor by being in tune to when they might want to stop and talk? Aren't I loving my neighbor by not invading their privacy, but instead minding my own business? Both feel right to me, and both feel 100% necessary. This is an area where I think both the Southerners and city dwellers can learn from each other. Neither is wrong. Everybody's right. There's always something we can learn from each other. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary and tune in. You can find me at suzq90210, suzq90210 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're interested in advertising, please do. You can reach out to believe at believe.com. Thanks a bunch. See you next time.